simple delights for home and heart. Little Luxuries of Mackinac Island is filled with home goods, unique gifts, Michigan-made items, and so much more. It's a one-stop gift shop you do not want to miss while visiting Mackinac Island. If you're not making the trip to Mackinac, shop online in the comfort of your home for all your favorite little luxuries at littleluxuriesofmackinac.com. Are you wanting more Totally Mackinac Island podcast? Well, here's how you can get it. Be sure to follow Totally Mackinac Island podcast on Instagram. Not only do I share everything that I talk about on the podcast, but then throughout the rest of the week, I share other invaluable information that is actually going on on the island at that very moment. How that is done, up in my Instagram stories. I also like to share a bunch of pictures and videos that I have taken throughout my visit on the island. Another great way for more information about the podcast is always go to the blog. There I have all the links available for everything I have discussed. That is www.totallymackinaw.com. If you go on there, you will find everything I have ever discussed on the podcast, how you need to link up to it, and what other information you can have. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have learned so much. I love sharing all that I can with you. It has actually even helped me learn more about the island. And I always appreciate those reaching out to give me more information to share with everyone else. Now back to the show. Located on the crystal blue waters of Lake Huron lies Mackinac Island. She is tucked in between Michigan's upper and lower peninsulas. Indulge me as I share all the ins and outs of the place that stole my heart. This is totally Mackinac Island. Welcome to Totally Mackinac Island. I am your host, Heather. I am so glad to be back here sharing with you guys. Our trip has happened. It has come and gone. I apologize if in the background you hear a clanking. I am catching up on some much-needed laundry. We all know how that goes. Anywho, different note. Um, I needed to share with this. I think I put this on my stories one day, but I am... What got me into podcasts was, well, actually, it was Office Ladies Podcast, which if you are a huge fan of The Office, highly recommend it. It's Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher, and each week they go into an episode and they dive down and they tell you everything about it, and they do such a phenomenal job. I love it. So that got me into it, and then during quarantine, I started listening to Crime Junkie, and from there, I've moved on to other ones. Another favorite of mine is True Crime and Cocktails. And I just am a true crime fanatic. I love Dateline. That's what kind of got me going into it. And I know I am not alone in this category. And so it just, um, it's interesting because I'm going to give you an example with Crime Junkie. They work with Crime Stoppers of Indiana. And it's, the cases, a lot of them are not solved. So they're getting the information out there for you to be aware for maybe you to be able to help solve the case because you never know it could be the missing piece that you need to have out there so there was a story sadly that happened in 2017 in indiana in delphi indiana of two young girls and it was of two girls on february 14th their bodies were discovered 
and they are Abigail Williams and Liberty Germain, but they were known as Abby and Libby. I remember hearing that this case had happened because Delphi is not that far away from my hometown. And another reason it also sunk in is the, they went out because it was a makeup snow day. And so they had the day off and it was randomly like an Indiana, it was in the fifties on, um, in February, which is kind of unheard of anymore. So they like, I think of my niece or nephews that they went to, um, the Monon trail to the high um, bridge there to just enjoy the day. And sadly their lives were taken in a horrible way. Uh, what has been crazy about this case is Abby, who must have been a true crime at heart, um, had the common sense to get her phone and take a video. And the police have, with this case, done something that is truly unique. They have never released how these poor girls were killed, anything that might have been done to them in that aspect along if they were unfortunately sexually assaulted and i'm sorry if this is a trigger warning for anyone um but i at first didn't quite understand that and then i came across an amazing podcast called down the hill and two years ago on october 31st i started listening to this podcast and they did a phenomenal job of interviewing the family, friends, and explaining, um, along with uh, law enforcement that is working on the case, explaining the case. And after listening to it, I have so much respect and understand why they are not releasing the information. And it came to um, the news outlets last Friday that there was going to be a press conference held on Monday that they had a suspect in custody. In all the years since this happened, there have been a few possible leads, but they have never come forward and said, we have a suspect in custody. We know what's going on. They have held pretty much all of their cards to themselves, like any kind of poker chips that they had, they haven't thrown them out there. And they had a reason to do this because if you follow anything with crime, you know that the judicial system, when they are doing this, can toss any little thing out of the courts, which to me blows my mind. And they want to make sure that all their um, I's are dotted and their T's are crossed in this situation to get justice for these poor girls who were just 13 and 14 years old. And on Monday, it was announced that they had a suspect in um, custody and his name is Richard Allen. He is just a suspect. He is in, you know, as you know, you are innocent until proven guilty. So he is an alleged suspect for the murders in Indiana. I found this out that the murders, it's not first degree, second degree, it's just murder charge. So he has been charged with two counts of murder. The interesting thing that they've said at this press conference is they are leaving the tip lines open um, through the many pages and different things I have said. There's been a lot of suspicion that there could be somebody else involved. They've not ever said that. They have also sealed the arrest warrant and affidavit as to why they arrested him. This is very uncommon, but 
what I have found is that it's not always uncommon. I think because it is such a highly profiled case that we just expect to be able to know. And I guess after 30 days it can be unsealed, but they're really trying to make it that that can't happen. And I feel that a lot of the reason that they're trying to do this is they just want to make sure everything is taken care of for these poor girls. So if you've not followed this case, um, this case for some reason just really, I mean, so many cases do, but this one really tore at my heart because I'm going to get emotional thinking about it because I think about these poor girls who just went out for a day to enjoy a walk and their lives were savagely taken from them. And it makes me sick. And I pray for the justice of them because they deserve it so much, as do their families. So it's been kind of crazy because I've just been reading and watching everything this week about it. And there's just a lot of things that have been said and, and other things. But at the end of the day, it's all for them. It's all for Abby and Libby. It's just to make sure that they get their voices heard and that they get to be able to, the families can somewhat maybe get some closure as though it's not ever going to bring them back. And I can't imagine what they go through. So it's, it's been a little bit harrowing, uh, because some of my time should have been doing some of the stuff that I got from Mackinac, but I have been engrossed in that. So I just had to share that with you guys. It, um, it is one of those that it just really has stuck, struck a chord with me as it has for so many. And, um, I do hope that we get the answers when everything comes to head. Pre-trial court hearing is set for January 13th. Um, there is a motion to move him. I'm sure there's going to be a request of venue change for the trial because of the high publicity of it. But the one thing is, is that you can't say that you know much about it because there's not been anything released. So if you are curious about this case and you really do want to get the facts and understand it, definitely listen to the Down the Hill podcast. They, they also have a documentary on Discovery Plus. So after you listen to it, it allows you to see everything of where it was at and um, wh what they have lined up and they explain it and you can see the family members and it just... Um, it, they did a phenomenal job for them. So, um, there's my ramble for the moment. I didn't mean to go on for so long about this. I apologize, but I just, um, had to share with that. Back to the subject at hand, Mackinac. So our girls trip has come and gone and we went October 20th through the 23rd, which was fantastic. We were so lucky with our weather. I couldn't believe that it was here. And now it's over. It goes so fast. Um, okay, so there were four of us that went up there, and then one of our other friends came up for just one night. Um, so we left from Indiana, and it takes about five, a little bit over five hours to get up there. Um, sometimes a little more with stops. So I always say five and a half. And then, uh, you, you know, you've got your ferry line. So we were uh, taking Star Line this trip and after we arrived we were staying once again to the Mackinac house and we had some pretty heavy luggage it's not it's not a difficult walk to get up there it's just we had a lot of stuff um so we were greeted at the docks asking us where we were staying and one of the porters there 
uh, they didn't have any guests. And so what they will do, as I've mentioned before, is they will offer to take your luggage up. You just need to tip them for doing that. And we gave them a very nice tip because he worked very hard. Our luggage, as I mentioned, was very heavy. And so he took it up to the Mackinac house. Could we have walked it up there? Absolutely. But still. We get up to the Mackinac House and once again greeted. The staff is phenomenal there. I can't say enough about them. They're so welcoming. They always just, you know, say hi and goodbye and good morning. And I can't say enough about their staff. They just are wonderful. And they float back and forth. Uh, I think there might be another one, but at Cottage Inn uh, that they also help out with that. So they must be owned by the same people. So if you've never gone in the Mackinac House, it's located on Market Street. It's just a very charming, quaint, boutique-style hotel built in 2019. So it's just got a nautical, cozy feel, even though it's not nautical in there. A lot of shiplap. The colors, it's like a lake blue. And just clean, crisp, cozy. I love it. So... They offer snacks from 3 to 5 and then a continental breakfast, and they do have a nice variety of options. It is nice, especially on warmer days if you come back, and in the lobby there's water right there, iced tea or lemonade, which are some of the things that they offer. So we got up to room 21, and this room was a balcony room view. I really wanted a balcony. I was so keen on getting that, so we booked that. Back in January, I had booked it. That's usually when I start to look because some of them are now, now starting to book a year ahead. Uh, sometimes they don't. So I just sometimes like to help my one friend for her daughter with the school calendar. So we were back here at the Mackinac House and we got checked in, got settled in and uh, decided to go down to the Pink Pony. And on a separate podcast, I'm going to discuss the food that we ate because Food was a big part of this trip, and I know a lot of people ask questions about it, and I really, in the past, I could say, oh, I had this, or I don't remember where with that, so this time, I can go into depth about what we ate, where we ate it at. Of course, I'm going to tell you where we went to, but I want to have that podcast to share some of the dishes that we experienced. So, we ate at the Pink Pony. It was amazing, as usual, and it just, I feel like it's a great segue into the start of the trip. After leaving there, we were going to venture up to the Grand Hotel, and I, like one of my other friends, realized we needed to change because it had just gotten a little bit cooler all of a sudden. So, got changed, walked up to the Grand Hotel, and we took our way down to the Secret Garden. Um, you can visit the Secret Garden for free, and that little area where the Secret Garden is located. If you are unfamiliar with the Secret Garden is at... There was somebody that reached out to me and asked me to take a video of how to find it. And I went back and forth. And I don't mean to sound like a dork or a snob or anything, but the whole point of the secret garden is to find it because it's a secret. I will tell you where it is, but until you go there, it, then it'll make sense. When you are approaching the Grand Hotel from Kedda Avenue, it is the little section of trees that you see kind of in front of the front lawn there that looks like it's located right next to the pool. You're going to see a little mulch path taking you to those woods. That's going to take you back there where you can rent bikes, where they created a new little activity center, if you will, with a lot of different outdoor activities like pickleball and tennis. Well, tennis they have before. They have a new little miniature golf area back there. 
Uh, they have snacks. It's uh, just a really cute hidden gem back in that area. And you can rent bikes. My friend Erica, who was on here earlier, said that she had looked into it. They are a little bit more, but they are also very cute Grand Hotel style bikes. So it's just a whole feeling that you get because you're riding a bike from there. Just keep that in mind. So when you are getting ready to walk into that area, there is going to be hidden in between some of the trees, a small little trail. So if you are not even sure where to look when you're first walking in there, on your right hand side, this is meant, as I mentioned, walking from the road on that trail leading into the trees and all along the right hand side, start looking in the trees there. You will see a path that is going to take you back there. Since I know that it's there, it was not hard for me because none of the flowers were there at this point. They have been pulled up. So had you not known that, it would have been hard to see. Uh, because in the summer, if you just glance over, you can't help but see it. It then opens you all up into, when you walk through there, it takes you on a little path. Um, some of the tree stumps with Aaron Rice wood carvings are there. There was still a small resemblance that you could still see with it. But as she mentioned when she came on, every spring she goes back and redoes the artwork that she has created on there for her brother, who is the head groundskeeper at the Grand. So you get a general feeling of everything right there because when you look up the open sky, I mean, it just is perfect for this garden. And that's why they call it the secret garden because it's cleverly hidden back in there. Now, before they built this new little recreational area, if you will, they had another entrance to the secret garden. That is no longer there that I could see when we were there because we tried to go out that way and it was blocked off. It might be reopened next year. They could be doing finishing some of the construction back there. So we just went back out the way we came in. And so we got a chance to look at the new buildings that they have built along there to keep the drinks and different things in there, your equipment that you want to get for miniature golf. And then we headed to the pool. The pool is still open. Even in October, it is heated. It is a gorgeous pool. When you're down there, go look at it. And they have a section of cabanas that you can rent and different uh, hot tubs located throughout there. It's a huge pool. They, they definitely put their money into it, but it is an experience to go along with the hotel. So once we had done all of that, we decided to go up into the Grand to go to the very top to the Coppola Bar. My niece had never gone up there. When you go into the Grand on the first floor there, you can go to the shops that are located all along there. And when I say first floor, I mean like the very bottom, okay? That's where you go up those steps to pay when you come in. There are the shops that you come up to, okay? That is the first floor. So you're gonna come across all the shops and they've got the black and white tile floor. And they've recently updated a lot of those. So now they have a cafe down in that area. They've moved the somewhere in time section that they had before down the path from there. So we then headed to the elevator. Last year we took the steps all the way up and I was told that would not happen again. So found the elevator, took it up. When I got off, I got turned all around, but then we ended up finding it. The Coppola Bar is exceptional. If you've never gone up there, do it. Once you get there, there's two sections to this bar, obviously the bottom and then the top, but both have significantly incredible views. So you walk in there, 
on the first one and capture this incredible view, not only of the lake in front of you, but of the upstairs because they have the center part of it cut out, okay, with a gorgeous chandelier hanging down. Now, you don't have to be dressed up when you go up there during the day, FYI, because we were not. So we head up the stairs, and the stairs are very unique because they're blue carpet with stars on them, and then clouds up on the very top there, on the wall and everything's like that. So this, we liked, I like to go up to the top. We've, we've enjoyed going to the very top. And once you get there, of course, you can sit down as you can on the first floor. And they have seating all along the windows and then the cute little tea tables in front of there. And we got our drinks, of course, my favorite, a margarita, and just sat and, un, and we just unwinded even more. In fact, the gentleman that was sitting next to us said that he wanted to hang out with us because my niece took a picture of my best friend and I laughing, and it is it is to the core laughing. That is how our laughing is. It is insane on how we get because almost can't breathe. In fact, I was laughing that I came up with this wheezing sound that I thought, do I need to go to the doctor? I sounded awful. So from that point, we, we decided to head back into town and uh, get ready for dinner. So... Upon going back to the hotel, we all got ready, and I knew that I wanted to go to Kingston Kitchen. This was the night I had heard about Kingston Kitchen. I followed them on social media, and this is a Jamaican-style restaurant. I will go in, as I mentioned before, to the food on another podcast, but I'm going to say this. The restaurant exceeded any expectations that I had. Cannot say enough about this place. They, in fact, uh, shared on their social media that they are going to be open in December, probably for the events that happen there. So if you are visiting at that time, know that they will be open, which is run to that place if you can. All right. So after there, we went back to the hotel. And in the middle of the night, I got insomnia. And I get insomnia sometimes. And especially being there, I ended up going down to the lobby. So sorry, my cat just ran across the keyboard. So I don't know what you just heard. Um, and I sat down there. The lobby of the Mackinac House is just a great place to go and chill out, whether you want to eat or talk with friends. They have games and stuff down there. So I plopped myself in the corner, and I made some notes about what we had done and ate. I started out with good intentions of doing that when I got there, but as the weekend went on, I totally spaced it. So I had to re-sit down and do everything, but whatever. And I started reading, and I just loved it. I loved being able to sit down there. I walked out on the streets, and it was so quiet. I mean, it usually is, but, I mean, this was quiet, quiet, because sometimes in the summer, you still hear stuff going on. And I finally was able to go back to bed, and I woke up. I, I thought, oh, my gosh, I slept way in. And it was 7, so it was still dark out. Woke my niece up. She decided to go on the morning walk with me. From the Mackinac House, we headed towards Marquette Park. As I'm sure I've mentioned on this show, I do not do north, south, east, or west. That just does not work for me. Do land sites, okay? I am not good at that stuff. Even though my mom is a bus driver and her sense of direction is incredible, I did not inherit that. All right, we got to the back of Marquette Park, and behind the playground is a set of stairs. Go all the way up these stairs. A little trick I learned I when I used to run, and when you're going up hills, they say 
look down. I mean, of course, if you're able to do that and not hurt anybody in front of you or hurt yourself. But if you look down, you're not as out of breath when you get to the top. I did this, this whole trip, and you guys, it worked. Granted, I was a little winded, but not like I used to be. Not how I was. So try it. It's it's crazy. I don't remember where I heard that. I could be making this up, but somewhere, I feel like I was on a race and we were going up a hill and somebody told me that. So just try that. Next time you have to do some massive hills, if you're able to do that and not hurt yourself, keep that in mind, okay? So once we got up to the top there, that's going to take us by the East Bluff, go by the Baby Grand, and you're going to venture around. It's going to take you um, behind Mission Point. Then to the end of that road, you can turn left or right. You're going to turn right, and that's going to take you all the way down to Arch Rock, which is where you're going to start seeing the sunrise. So we started out at Arch Rock and then headed down the stairs, which was refreshing. With... Each time you go up those stairs, be sure at some points to peek over because underneath you can see the old stairs. And these are much improved upon. Granted, the other ones worked good for years, but yeah. Uh, and I admire those people that do these because I do not know how they do it. The, just looking at the way the things are all applied up with it, it's, it's incredible. And then you have to work through that forest coming out of the side of the hills. It just is a lot. So... We finished going down, and then we headed like we were going to Mission Point. And then as you come up to a green building that's on your left-hand side, you will see a small path of pebbles. Take that along the shoreline. going to give you a beautiful sunrise. Tons of great pictures. The water's so calm, usually. And just a very serene atmosphere to take in. And behind you is a great lawn in front of Mission Point with all the Adirondack chairs. So we walked across there, headed inside Mission Point where they have also added a bunch of cute new shops and they had a little cafe and it was open. So we grabbed a small coffee to walk back to Mich um, the Mackinac House, excuse me. And it was just really going to be a beautiful day. While we were walking down there, we noticed by the harbor area, they were doing construction and it was so much cement so much cement that they had behind this wall and then they had a, a crane to lift it up and put it down i i don't know what they're doing there i think they're redoing that whole section of that park in front of the harbor not all of it in front of it but it's a little bit further down close to where um watercolor cafe is but i it was it was just a ton of cement i'm curious to see what will be going in there if anybody knows let me know all right so we went back and at this point, we got up and we decided to head to Watercolor Cafe because it wasn't open last year. I needed to stock up on Pop-Tarts for my friends um, back here at home because they said they wanted some. And we got breakfast. I'll go into all of that on another podcast. Kate was there. I got to say hi to her, which I was so happy to. And it just is such a cute, vibrant, lively place. Please go there, even if you just get a drink. You're sit you feel like you're sitting on top of the water. It's a great place to go. They did still have art classes. They did on that Thursday night, but I, I was going to have a sign up, but I knew we're just so kind of iffy when we get there. Okay. Continuing on, we then uh, decided to go to the fort. And before we went into the fort, we went around the corner from there, like walked past the fort and on the right hand, the same side as the fort is you'll see a sign that says somewhere in time gazebo and Anne's tablet. 
So we went to the gazebo. Now, there's some pictures that people take that show you the entire view of downtown. This is how you get there. It is, there's a trail that you'll see going off to the left and a right. And the uh, trail to your left is a little more, you know, wide and a, you see it going back and that's going to take you to Ann's tablet. There's a lot of roots back there. So FYI, if you are unsteady with your feet, please be careful if you're going to see these sites. If you want to see Ann's tablet, you're going to venture down pretty much straight right. And then if you want to see the view of the town, you can hike up a little bit. Again, be very careful of the roots and you will see a clearing up there of the trees. And this is where you can get the pictures. Now, if you want another path that isn't so rooty to get a view of the downtown, but you're not seeing Anne's tablet, is you'll see a small little trail that has been formed by people walking that is to the right behind the gazebo. Walk in through there and you have more of a clearing, a flat clearing that you can get shots of downtown. And it's incredible to shot from one side to the other side. You're still getting downtown, but just one shot can get so much more. It is so beautiful you guys just do it i would love to see it at night but i will probably fall but i'll if i did do it i would go the one way to the right of the gazebo so after that we went into the fort it had been a while since i've been into the fort which this is another great place for you to take pictures do you want to get some gorgeous shots highly encouraged there's corners that the I'm, soldiers stood up in that they could see way out and those are some great shots there's other little holes in the fence to do that and it still blows my mind that there's a fort there. And then you go into these houses and the history that's part of it. And these people live there without air and heat and just so much stuff that was going. It just was incredible. And you're on an island. Blows my mind. So we were going to eat at the tea room there, but it got really windy. And so we headed back down into town and we decided to go to Yankee Rebel go into the food to get another point and we got some drinks and our friend was coming up then that day and she said it was actually timing perfectly to when we finished lunch and she said she was coming in on the one ferry so we headed down to Starline and we're waiting down there we don't see her and I was a little confused because I knew they were coming every hour on the hour but I thought well, maybe this is from St. Ignis but I'm like no that doesn't make sense this is Mackinac City so then she texted us that She's like, I'm here. And we're like, no, you're not. Like, we're right here. And then I thought, oh, no, she got on Scheffler's. And she said, no, I got on Starline. And I seriously thought, what is happening? I, do, I don't know what is going on. So I said, I need you to walk out. I need you to tell me what you see. And she's describing it to me. She drove over the bridge. She missed the um, exit to get off at Mackinac City. So she went to St. Ignace. Which is why, it explains why when she texted us and said the ferry was running late, it wasn't. It was just that it was coming from the different one than she had looked on the um, the schedule. So thank God she got over there. So she comes and we get unpacked and we decide to walk down to Mission Point because it was just beautiful. It was going to give her an opportunity to see a little bit of Mackinac because the tours, uh, the carriage tours had ended for the day. So we headed down there. And we just sat in the one restaurant and just drank and enjoyed each, seeing each other. And then we called a taxi to take us back downtown. So it was starting to get busier at this point because the next day was going to be the Great Turtle Half Marathon. And also the Halloween weekend was there. So when we got out there, a woman that was sitting out there was uh, there for the race. And 
she was complaining to us that the taxi was taking so long. Now, I, I get that. I do. But um, the one thing I want to share is that if you are ordering a taxi, please remember it is horse-drawn taxi. And at this time of year, there aren't as many of them because a lot of the people have left the island. So not only are they shorter staffed with that, they're trying to accommodate this entire island and it's a horse and carriage. Okay, this is not, this isn't a regular taxi. And she told me where she was staying, which was Sunset Condos, which is fantastic to stay at, but it's two miles inland. So that means you go up in past the Grand Hotel and you're up there by Stonecliff. Great place to stay, very secluded, but you have, it is from Mission Point to there was going to take an extra long time. Not to mention that he was dropping us off along the way. So they, um, he came and I just, I think what I didn't appreciate about this, and I understand 100% where she was coming from as somebody that has done races, um, you do want to be mentally prepared. You want to get checked in. You want to have all of that. If, if you are looking to do something like this, if you're unsure, ask call the place, see where, see where the thoughts are. I mean, because honestly it wasn't starting until 1030 on Saturday. So she could have come over on a ferry. I realize that's not ideal for some people. I get that, but it just is something, a pointer I could maybe give out. And that might be something that I need to share on another podcast because that kind of gave me an idea about that. So anyway, we got in the taxi it was such a beautiful ride back. We were just laughing. There were so many people out there. It was the difference between Thursday and Friday of that weekend was insane. So headed back and we decided we were going to go to Horns for dinner that night. And it was pretty full when we got in there, but we were able to get a table without much of a wait. And the same bag, uh, same band was going to be there as the last two years. So we had planned on staying for the band. So we get our food. And it was going to be, I think, like an hour and a half before the band started. And we all decided if we stayed, it, it, we just were too tired. We wanted to talk, and we just kind of thought, I don't want to be those people that are here and we can't talk, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. So we headed back to the hotel. But before we did, we went into Dowd's, and we got some stuff to take back to the room to drink and snack on and uh, hang out and just talk. And that was great. We had the door open to the balcony, which was awesome, and just laughed and hung out and did that. So the next morning, we got up, went and got coffee at Lucky Bean, and you could see the people walking around that were going to do the race. Gorgeous, gorgeous morning for the race. At this point, I had reached out to my friend Trish, who has Mackinac Wellness, to see about trying to meet up. We'd actually reached out before this, but I met that day. And she was doing B12 shots down at the race. And we were going to go down and get one. As the morning went on, my friend just was not feeling quite up to walking all the way down there. So I unfortunately was not able to see her at this visit, which has been twice now. We have not been able to meet up, but it will happen. So my other friend wanted to do a little bit of stuff, uh, get a little bit of shopping for her son and just some other things to take back. So we did that, and then we dropped her off. Uh, we took her to behind the library so she could see that, and then took her to the ferry to leave. So we then went and decided to get a Bloody Mary at um, Kingston Kitchen. And you guys, so good. The spices, spot on, amazing, loved it. After we did that, we um, decided that day 
to do a shopping food drink day. So we ate some appetizers at Kingston Kitchen, then we went and shopped, and then we would stop at another place and do some more drinks and appetizers, which is why I mentioned that the food is really going to be discussed in its own separate podcast because never done that before, and I can't tell you how fun it was. So after that, during that time, trick-or-treating was happening with kids, and they had the best day to come over. Parents were participating. It was so cute to watch. We went to Great Turtle Brewery. We were able to get a table outside, and we just sat and watched everybody do this, and it was so peaceful, so fun. I loved it. After we got done with that, my one friend went to take a nap because she was tired, and my other friend and I were like, we've got to get coffee. Now, my niece was fine. She's, you know, a lot younger. But we went and got coffee at Good Day Cafe, went and did a little bit more shopping, and then headed back to the hotel room where we had to get ready for Halloween. And so got ready. I went as Fran Stalinoskovich from Dodgeball. If you've never seen that movie, it is pretty funny. And she's not attractive at all, but it is a funny character. Then my friend Rachel went as, I thought it looked like something from the Met Gala, but she went as a fart. Evidently, she saw this kid that did it, and so that's what she went as. But people figured it out, which cracked me up. My friend Kelly went as the foot again, and she was a huge hit. And then my niece Naya went as one of the average Joe people from Dodgeball. So we were going to go down to Mary's Bistro. They were having a band down there. And the side they were having the band on, I wasn't sure where they were going to do it at, but it was more on the bar side. And that's a little bit of a smaller area, which is totally fine. I just wasn't quite up for, because I knew it could get busy for that little space. I know it would have trickled over a little bit, but we decided just to head down to Horns because we had been there before. And we went in and we did get a table. The costumes that were flowing in and out throughout the night were amazing. As always, I am blown away that all of these people go to such full effort and that means they have to bring it all over to the island. We had a group of girls that came in that they were every character from Toy Story and then they would stand there and yell, Andy's coming and they'd fall to the floor. And then there was uh, the cere- uh, cereal characters of like Captain Crunch, Snap Crackle Pop, Fruit Loops, the Toucan Sam. It was amazing. So many great costumes. I can only imagine what the other bar looked like because we saw so many great ones. And we really wanted to hang out as long as we could. But the day of drinking had caught up with us. And so we headed out about 11 o'clock. And we were really proud of ourselves for lasting as long as we did that day. Loved it. We had so much fun. Lots of laughing. And that time we headed back to the hotel. And... Got up the next morning about 8, got everything packed up. My suitcase weighed even more because of all the fudge that I bought, not to mention all the cute little gifts that I got. And then we got all packed up, decided to drop our luggage off, which this is a great thing to do when you are getting ready to leave. Know that you can drop your luggage off and they'll take it over there and it will be safe. You have your luggage tickets. Nobody takes your stuff, trust me. And you can still stay on the island if you want to and shop around, spend the day, whatever you want to do. And we dropped ours off and went and got breakfast at the Pancake House, which is part of Riva's. So it's in the same building as the Chippewa Hotel. And 
I am happy to say that I got the last French toast of the season, so I felt bad for the girl that tried to order it after me. I heard her say it, <laughs> but it was really good. Again, I'll go into it another time. So we headed sadly back on the ferry, and it was a very smooth ride. It was gorgeous, and the colors, not to mention, I completely forgot. The colors driving up there were incredible. It was something that each time we come over a hill, I just couldn't believe it was real. As a matter of fact, I was working in the yard this weekend, and I can't believe they're all down. Like, it's just insane. And that matter of time, that doesn't feel that long ago. So it was a great view to drive up to. And then on the island, stunning, as always. It was just... And the flowers had kept really good, too. That was another thing we noticed. They keep their flowers life for a long, long time. And that's just another thing that's so magnificent about that place. Loved every minute of it. I cannot encourage you enough. This trip was solely about relaxing. I was going to do stuff uh, for the podcast, and I had been. And then as the weekend went on, I just relaxed. And I needed to do that. And these trips remind me of the girl trips when I first started going. So I realize now that there's sometimes just a balance effort, but it can depend on each trip whenever you do it. So I didn't get to see about the possible car. It never even crossed my mind. I, I literally, from Friday afternoon to when we left on Sunday, I, I don't know that the podcast really even came on my mind about doing stuff. So it was just a really disconnect while reconnecting with people kind of trip. So... Very much looking forward to the upcoming winter to get more interviews with the people that I need to reach out to. There's going to be a lot of that coming up. Cyber Monday sales on the website. I'm going to keep an eye out for those. I got lots of reading to do as well. So I am beyond ecstatic for getting more information out there for everyone. All right, gang. Well, that was our girls trip. I loved every minute of it. And I hope that someday you guys consider doing a friends trip up there, whether it be girls, guys, multiple couples, whatever it is, cannot emphasize enough. This is a fantastic place to go for all ages because it truly does offer a little bit of everything for you to take in. All right. Well, that was this week's episode. I look forward to talking to you next week about our favorite place, Mackinac Island. Mackinac Island is written, produced, and edited by me, Heather. Are you wanting more Totally Mackinac Island podcast? Well, here's how you can get it. Be sure to follow Totally Mackinac Island podcast on Instagram. Not only do I share everything that I talk about on the podcast, but then throughout the rest of the week, I share other invaluable information that is actually going on on the island at that very moment. How that is done, up in my Instagram stories. I also like to share a bunch of pictures and videos that I have taken throughout my visit on the island. Another great way for more information about the podcast is always go to the blog. There I have all the links available for everything I have discussed. That is www.totallymackinaw.com. If you go on there, you will find everything I have ever discussed on the podcast, how you need to link up to it, and what other information you can have. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have learned so much. I love sharing all that I can with you. It has actually even helped me learn more about the island. And I always appreciate those reaching out to give me more information to share with everyone else. 
Now back to the show. 